As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, listeners. This is Brian, the host of the Your Favorite Blockhead podcast, here to talk to you about the new online store over at Highland Cow Market. Quality, top-notch items and very reasonable prices with an extensive clothing selection, a wide variety of styles and sizes, available featuring designs inspired by the beautiful landscapes of the Highland region and even sunglasses with a range of styles and lens options to choose from. In addition to clothing and accessories, Highland Cow Market also offers a selection of home decor, such as throw pillows, wall art, and a selection of Yellowstone-themed merchandise available to you, Blockhead Nation. Go to the link in the blog at yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog, or you can go directly to highlandcowmarket.com and use the promo code provided in the website to get 15% off of your first purchase. That's highlandcowmarket.com, or you can find it in today's episode at yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog. Now, all that being said... The little redhead girl's giving me the go-ahead. So what do you say we go ahead and start the show, shall we? Casting live. Good evening, Blockhead Nation. I apologize for a little bit of a delay. We had UFC Fight Night that started a little bit earlier in the day, and I had to make sure I made it to the end. So we're here on the microphone, and I'm talking to you tonight. Glad to be speaking with you this evening. You are listening to your favorite Blockhead, the only podcast in the podcasting world that can somehow incorporate the Peanuts comic strip one minute and then be talking about MMA and Warriors Inside the Octagon the next. I am your host. My name is Brian Little. To start off with, I'm super thankful that so many of you went to the last week's episode. You showed a lot of love for Tevin. I really enjoyed speaking with him last time. He's a fan of the show, and he's a friend of mine, and he is a great, great personality to reintroduce to the podcasting world. So that's been a long time coming. I thank you for just checking that out. Also... Like I said on the last episode, I haven't done a good job of promoting myself, so I guess I better do that. And the best way is go to the blog page. If you go to yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog, all the links that are available from my donation tip jar known as kofi.com is on the link. Those are one of the links. If you have a few dollars in your pocket and you want to keep on promoting this show, then another way to do that is through buying merchandise. And I've got some stores, uh, some shirts over at Store Frontier. 
I've also got some koozies. And if you want to have one made, especially by the little redheaded girl, you can DM me. You can reach out. Those of you that follow me on social media, most active on Facebook and on Instagram. So those are easy ways to continue to promote the show. And the downloads are especially helpful. So y'all have been really great about doing that. I'm really blessed to see this podcast continue to grow and continue to have guests. And, you know, it's just been a, it's been a great ride. Also, there have been some great things happening over the YFB network. Loud in the Pan just dropped an episode the other day. As you know, we've had a, a members of the group known as Drew and Wesley. They have not only tables, layers, and gimmicks, but they've been putting out a show called The Perfect Snap on Facebook Live. So those have been fun to tune into. If you are a fan of football, then that's definitely the way to go. And to begin with, just as kind of a recap, back before I spoke to Tevin, I'm pretty sure what I talked about was Happy New Year, Charlie Brown. Because remember, three things are always talked about on this show. Number one, God is King. Number two, Peanuts is the single most successful comic strip in American history. And number three, mixed martial arts is the greatest sport under God's hot sun. So to continue with the Peanuts, there was one small little nugget that I really didn't get into. And I I guess I thought I would. But, you know, knowing Happy New Year, Charlie Brown my whole life and seeing that it's now on Apple TV, hoping some of you would be influenced and motivated to go and find it on Apple TV and watch it for yourself. I did talk a lot about the book report. I talked about Peppermint Patty and Marcy and about how the little redheaded girl, there was one where Charlie Brown gave her an invitation, but his hand gets caught in the mail slot. So it, there's a lot of moving parts to Happy New Year, Charlie Brown. But one especially that I left out, and I've talked about in the past, but I'm going to reintroduce it, is... The response that Lucy and Schroeder give to their little brother. Now, they're getting ready for the New Year's Eve party, and one of the jobs they have to do is blow up all the balloons. Well, Rerun, who happens to be the youngest brother, he's been introduced in the comic strip a few times. This might have been even his debut. I doubt it was. Now, think about it. No, his debt had to have been back in the 70s. I want to say he might have been introduced for the first time in... Uh, Happy Arbor Day. That might have been the first time. But either way, Rerun wants to be useful. And they're blowing up balloons. And Rerun starts to blow up one of them. And instead of it being in a circle and being round and circular, he blows an anomaly. He blows these balloons into squares. Actual cubes, actual squares. Now... In the real world, if he did this in 2023, this would be all over TikTok. This would be all over YouTube. This would be a sensation. And if you put it into the human perspective, if Linus does a grave injustice by not immediately calling Ripley's Believe It or Not, because remember, by the way, with his name Rerun, if you put that in context of 2023, his name would probably be Replay. You know, that's not really to be uh, uh, comedic or show any humor of any kind, but it does just kind of give the idea that it was relevant for that time period because we still had reruns. But he's blowing up these square balloons, and instead of notifying the world of this moment that should be noted throughout history, Linus starts to criticize him. Linus says, rerun, you must be doing something wrong. Which, of course not. I mean, he is doing something that is miraculous, but... He, he goes into this long spill and starts to lecture him on how the proper way to blow balloons is. Balloons are supposed to be round and not square. 
And then, of course, he makes him go back and do it again. He lets the air out of the balloon and said, here, try it again. Which, sure enough, Rerun is going to blow another square balloon. And then he even demonstrates. He has the nerve. Linus has the nerve, the gall, to say to Rerun, you blow up a balloon this way and blows it up like we would. Even suggests that he try blowing slower, and that doesn't happen. It results in another square. He even introduces to him another style of balloon where it's, you know, the really long vertical kind where you could have about six balloons blown up into one. He said, you try it. And all that happens is Rerun is going to blow an entire balloon that is vertical and completely stretches out into one big giant rectangle, which is annoying for Linus, but shouldn't be. This should be on the front lines of every paper and extra, extra read all about it. This should be on, on everyone's lips that you got a kid that's able to blow square balloon. You could be on national television for this. Instead, he gets chastised. And I've always thought that's a grave injustice for rerun. So to, to be fair, that was one of the small nuggets that I left out of the peanuts last time we talked about that. And if you will... I kind of stepped out of my lane. Having Tevin on, this was more of a, you know, you know very well when you listen to my show, I talk about mixed martial arts. I tend to stay over there, but this was a big swerve into the other lane because I don't talk a lot of football with with you guys. But what's that old uh, famous phrase about let's run it up a flagpole and let's see who salutes it? Well, this is my chance to do that because we have to mention the near loss of DeMar Hamlin. The world stopped. We have updates and confirmations that he is out of the hospital. He's doing great. He's been spending time with his teammates. Either way, you know, it's such a blessing to be able to see that. But I do recall, now that the dust has settled, now that this isn't such a sore subject, I was hearing so many people tell me that They've never seen an injury like this. They've seen man down a lot. They've seen a lot of people who get injuries on the on the gridiron, but they haven't seen somebody who needed applied CPR. Well, Blockhead being a historian of a lot of things, not just comics, not just history, but sometimes in sports, there has to be some clearing up these of these misconceptions as well. The truth is we've had one not too long ago. Detroit Lions... 1997, Reggie Brown. Okay, Now, is there a huge contrast in the way these guys end up taking their injury? Yes, of course. Reggie Brown is going in for a tackle, and he makes contact, and his spine almost looks like an accordion. It's a serious spinal contusion. And he is out on the field, and you can't apply CPR to him the normal way that you would because if you bend his head back that's going to cause more trauma to the neck so what they had to do was remove his helmet while he's turning blue and time was so crucial in that moment for Reggie Brown for the Detroit Lions and they were able to get him oxygen at that point they were able to get the breathing tubes and get it in and start to repump into his lungs again by the time they got the ambulance onto the field and took him off so have we forgotten about Reggie Brown well This one was more of he was already down on impact if you watch it played back. This one is even more terrifying where DeMar Hamlin stands up and next thing you know, he's grabbing his chest and he is out. And we 
for nine minutes unresponsive. So all I'm getting at is this is not to downplay DeMar Hamlin's injury. I'm not super thankful that he's okay. But when the it's mentioned that I've never seen that in my lifetime, you might have forgotten about Reggie Brown, which turned out to be good for him that he ended up going through the rehab, and within a few months he was back into doing normal day-to-day activities. So it's just nice to see that even though this is a tough sport, even though this is one that you can easily get injured for, that we, we do have hope for these athletes and that we saw how God is king once again. Because as you know, I say it all the time this show, God is king. You had plenty that were showing that he was in that moment in DeMar Hamlin. It shouldn't take a tragedy to bring us together, but often it does. Or it takes a life-threatening moment like this for us to show our humanity. But either way, there's some human nature thrown in there. And I have to mention one more thing. Happened to be, I know this is getting off the beaten path of peanuts, but, you know, we talked with Tevin last time, and, and no topic was off the table. But I wanted to ask this. Some of you, for the sake of podcasting, have listened to my show and thought, man, I want to I do something similar to that. And some of you have even started it that are in the YFB network. You, you wanted to follow in the blueprint of YFB, and that's really humbling. And I truly appreciate all of you that have listened to this show. I will give you the same question that a comedian who wrapped up his career recently, the way he wanted it to be wrapped up. I'll give you the same question. If you don't know who he is, it's Bill Engvall. He recently wrapped up his iconic career, the Here's Your Sign guy, by doing one last retirement tour. And he had mentioned that when COVID happened, when there was nothing else to do, he went back to school and got his degree because he had messed up in college the first time. Hmm, very similar to my story over here. I would encourage you to consider what have you accomplished and what have you not accomplished? Because Bill Engel tries to teach his kids, just like following through with this example, to never leave something unfinished. I believe Charles Schultz did not leave the comic strip unfinished. He gave his last comic strip in February 2000 before he went on to meet his maker. And he gave us a closing chapter. We had a lot of closure with Charles Schultz. Not to mention the animated movie being beautifully done. But when it comes to that, I have to ask you, Blockhead Nation, is there some project, is there some job, is there some dream of yours that's left unfinished? Before I get to Scripture of the Day, if you want me to reach out to me in any way and want some insight, some wisdom, some advice, you can find it definitely in the book of Proverbs, but you can find it many other ways too. Just know that Blockhead is more than happy to help you in any way that I can, even if it's just bringing you content every week like this, Blockhead Nation. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much for this chance to talk to you. And we'll move on to the world of mixed martial arts that I've been so longing for the last couple. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Of weeks. Blockhead Nation, thank you once again for tuning into this episode of the Your Favorite Blockhead Podcast. This show is sponsored by Kitcaster. Guys, did you know that having a podcast is a great way to grow not only your personal brand, but your business? Here's the secret. We all want to feel connected to brands we buy from. And what better way to humanize a brand than through sharing your story on a podcast? That's where Kitcaster comes in. Kitcaster is a podcast booking agency that specializes in developing real human connections through podcast appearances. Whether you're an expert in the field or you just have a unique story to share, it's time to explore the world of podcasting with Kitcaster. Go to the link at kitcaster.com slash blockhead to apply for a special offer for listeners of this show. That's kitcaster.com slash blockhead. You'll find that in the blog, the notes for today's show. Let's get back to the episode. Our scripture reading for this podcast comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Now, a lot of this scripture really points back towards humility, and I think it's very befitting what Charles Stanley once said. True humility isn't seeing ourselves as worthless, but seeing the Lord as worthy of service no matter what assignment he gives us. So wherever you've been blessed with, guys, and whatever tools you have to be able to serve him, my prayer, my encouragement is that you are doing that. Also, just like I forgot to mention this on my other part of the podcast, but I will here. I think no matter if this was reality-based or not, if it was appearance-based, it doesn't matter. It's uplifting to know that when we had the game with the Buffalo, the Buffalo, well, not the Buffalo Bills, but the Cincinnati Bengals, when they had that first kickoff for that next game where it had been three years since the special teams had run a, a touchdown for the Bills. See, here I am mixing up my football, guys. You know, either way, you know which one I'm talking about. That hadn't happened in three years, and we do have – that touchdown that's automatically run by the special teams. It, it's its a beautiful thing. So I'm sorry if I'm mixing up my teams a little bit. I'm actually kind of psyched because I'm getting back into talking about UFC. Fight night started fairly early. You had Umar Namagomedov, who's still undefeated, just an incredible athlete. You had Dan Ige. Now, i got to talk for a second about Dan Ige. I felt like he needed this win, and he got it. He got it decisively. But really... If anybody says that he hasn't won over two years, hear me when I say that he was losing fights to the who's who in his division. He lost a fight to Calvin Cater. Don't tell me he's not a warrior. He lost to the Korean zombie. Again, don't tell me that Dan Ige is not a warrior. This is a guy who showed up to the UFC gym with $27 in his pocket, 
wanting to go and get his dream. And yes, after he wins, he's emotional. You can see the tears running down his face. And, you know, we had a moment there that was almost unfortunate. It was Damon Jackson goes in for a single leg, and right then Danny Gale starts throwing some punches, and they get up to the cage, and then you can see where Danny Gale does kind of a windshield wipe across his eye, so there was no eye poke. But, you know, even if you simply touch your eye, it hurts. And this was definitely some type of a grazing. And I was going, man, I don't want it to end that way. And recently, another fight that Danny Gay lost was against Josh Emmett. I mean, he's about to face Yair Rodriguez in the future. So, again, he's only lost to the who's who in the UFC in his division. So, it's so great to see Danny Gay back and to get that. I would assume he'll get the performance of the night bonus, which he definitely deserves. Sean Strickland showed up to fight. We expected to see Kelvin Gatslam. He's out with an injury. In steps, Sean Strickland ready to go at a moment's notice. Wondering if he's going to make it. He goes the whole five rounds. He doesn't normally do that, but it's great to see Strickland answer the call and be continue to be the tenacious fighter that I've always said that he is. So it's great to be back in. I, I feel revived getting to watch my fight nights again. And, you know, we had a beautiful dedication to Stefan Bonner. So we can be thankful that DeMar Hamlin is still with us and his work on this earth is not done. One day he'll go to me as maker at the right time, but... When it comes to Stefan Bonner, we had a dedication to him tonight. Forrest Griffin was sitting at cage side. I mentioned that in my last episode about Bonner and Griffin's war in the first season of The Ultimate Fighter to get the contract is one of the biggest moments, if not the biggest moments, the single most important moment, really, that pulled the UFC out of the darkness and brought it into the light. You know, And since then, we've been on this, I guess you can call them, manifest destiny the direction that we've gone into a golden era and so it's been really it was really uplifting to see that and see Forrest Griffin there and don't count him out either okay if you want a personality for the ages you have one in Forrest Griffin okay Forrest was hilarious in season one of the ultimate fire when he started to go crazy he was the one that was eating bananas kind of doing the deal where he doesn't even peel them at all. He's acting like he's a loose in a zoo, some type of raging gorilla. He's climbing over the walls, and he's pounding his fists on the ground. And that's just Forrest's personality. This is another guy who, in his Toyo Tires commercial, he violates man law because Dominic Cruz has gone up on the hillside. He's looking out onto the horizon. I don't know where you hear Forrest Griffin go, peaceful out here, isn't it? And he's sitting in a hot tub and says, would you care for a soak? This said it was a two-man. I mean, nobody's uncomfortable because we know this is just Forrest way. It's going to persuade him when he says it's got bubbles. And, of course, Dominic's driving away as he's saying, I think we can both fit. That's a really fun commercial. But that encapsulates who Forrest Griffin really is. He's hilarious. He's also reliable and dependable. So I was so thankful to see him sitting at cage side, just a personality of a lifetime for the UFC. But if you need a much must-watch fight, you know, th- there's been the talk lately, even watching tonight's fight night, people are wondering what type of a chin that these fighters have. Now, when we say that, we've got to know what context you're talking about. As in, what type of a chin do they have? Most ordinary people, when you watch 
these fights, they go, how is this guy still standing? That means that their chin can withstand the strikes, the uppercuts, the wild punches, and they're still standing. They are overly tough. And I'll always believe if you want to look for guys that had a chin and had an absolute war, it would be the fight with Robbie Lawler and Carlos Condit. So if you're needing to know, I gave you Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin, quote, quote, his homework to go watch when you had a chance. If you haven't seen it, if you're an MMA purist like myself, you know the fight inside out, backwards, and forwards. But if you haven't seen Robbie Lawler go to war with Carlos Condit, that one is definitely a must-watch from YFB. And now I have to ask another question. We're, we're still – the breaking news has been giving me a stress headache that's not necessary. Apparently we've got breaking news, according to what Harry Hawani is saying, that Francis Nagano is going to be stripped. And on March 4th, we're going to have a pay-per-view – where on the main card, it's going to be John Jones versus Surreal Gone. Now, has that been breaking news on the main MMA websites that I look to? No. But has it been on other sites? Yes, because the billboard had already been flashed on the front. I, 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 whoever that worker was that put that out so quickly may be eating their own words and answering for it, or maybe that will come to fruition tonight. Either way... I can only confirm so much. I'm only as good as the information that's presented to me. It sounds like the fight has been offered to both men. And it sounds like Nagano does not go into negotiate his contract, therefore he's going to be stripped. So these are all in the works as we currently speak, and that's been really hard to keep up with. But one that I have to ask simply goes back to the lightweight division. Not long from now, before you know it, we're going to have the lightweight championship that's going to be on the line with Islam Makachev and the current pound-for-pound best in the UFC known as Alexander Volkanovsky. And I have to ask the simple question now. We wonder how tough Islam is the longer that he holds, that he reigns, because we found out that he is definitely that tough when he defeated Charles Oliveira. But now, if you ask my prediction about this fight, I don't have a great answer for you because I don't know how tough Alexander Volkanovsky is. I don't mean that I haven't been following his career. I've been following it very closely. I don't know how he withstood all the submission attempts by Brian Ortega. I don't know how he withstood a liver kick from Max Holloway. Any normal man would go down when they take a punch or a kick straight to the liver. Volk kept going. So how tough are both of these guys? This one is nothing more than a a coin toss at this point. This is too tough for me to call. This is too razor sharp for me to even come in and give you any kind of an analysis. But I'm excited about it. And mentioning back to Umar Namagomedov, a relative of Khabib. So it's really hard to keep up with all of these, but... I have to mention that apparently Khabib has decided not only that he's done with the UFC, that he's pulling out of MMA completely. If I can, I'll give you a small example of what I think is happening. Okay, I'm, I do my best with this podcast as a fan with an opinion. 
Do you remember a guy named Evil Knievel? The stuntsman? You know, he came forward and he... This is relevant because a day ago, his son, Robbie Knievel, passed away at age 60. Rest in peace to Robbie Knievel. But Evil Knievel came forward on the microphone and made this speech and said at one point, I am not the greatest stuntsman in the world. I am the father of the greatest stuntsman in the world. And not long after that, Robbie Knievel jumps the Grand Canyon. I want to say that was around 228 feet that he made that jump. All that to make that relevant, to bring it full circle, Khabib has a 29-0 record. He comes from this Russian style of wrestling and fighting that's ingrained in you and honoring your culture and, you know, we, we may not agree with it here, but we have to speak about how he wants his good to outweigh his bad because of his worship of Allah from the Islam uh, faith. So I'm sitting here going, if he's stopping at 29 and 0, he honors his mother's wishes by not moving forward with his career when his father passes away. But he, as a coach, helps to put the belt very quickly on the guy that he said was going to be the next big thing, which is Islam Makachev, and he is already wearing the lightweight championship of the world. Maybe Khabib has pulled an evil Knievel. That the torch has been passed, and I want to properly give it to you. I have no interest in staying in MMA. I don't know if he's sold off Eagle FC at this point, but maybe that's what he did. Maybe this is the chapter that we're in, and maybe Islam really is that tough, even though I believe his toughest challenge is coming in Alexander Volkanovsky, and we're going to see who's standing tall after that war takes place. And on that note, that's a quick catch-up to get it where we are now. Continuing to push forward with this podcast. Thank you again, once again, for everybody that's listening. Continue to download, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Those are always helpful for the algorithm. And also, if you haven't been downloading them, the downloads are super helpful. If you want to go check out any of the links today at yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog, that'll be helpful as well. And don't forget to check out my friends over at Highland Cow Market. And on that note, we will see you next Saturday. Same Blockhead time, same Blockhead channel. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.